Hey, this is Tennille Short and Sarah Poole, and we are joining you from the Orient today. (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) Just a little Tai Chi music to get us going today. you, You hear the zen in our voices, and we're very relaxed today. So Tai Chi music. What's Tai Chi all about, Sarah? Well, Tai Chi is an ancient art form um, that originated in China. It's really a form of karate, but it is practice. It's a gentle form of exercise for people. Um, it's very popular for people that have um, stress, anxiety, and is also really good for balance, for coordination, and for um, relief of joint pain. And so we know about Tai Chi. I used to teach Tai Chi many moons ago. You still teach Tai Chi today. I do. So what can people listening do if they want to get involved with Tai Chi in their counties? Well, fortunately, um, UT Extension as a whole has embraced the idea and the benefits of Tai Chi. So uh, many Extension agents across the state um, offer Tai Chi classes in their own respective counties. So if you're interested in this, and um, you can call your local UT Extension office in your county and find out if the agent there teaches it or not. Um, and if they don't, they might can tell you a county nearby that does. For example, since you don't teach it that often in Haywood anymore, I have a couple of ladies that come to my class, you know, from Haywood County. It's just 15 minutes away. So Yeah. So just reach out to your local extension office and yes. find you some Tai Chi if you want your voice <laughs> to sound like this. So, but today's podcast is not about Tai Chi, actually. It's about a concept called mindfulness, which Tai Chi can definitely be a part of. Most definitely. So you've probably heard of mindfulness. It's it's a buzzword right now, but it's more than just a buzzword. It's something that uh, we should practice because it's helpful to us. Uh, I'm going to give you the definition Mindfulness is the basic human ability to be present in the moment, okay, and be fully aware of where we are and what we're doing. Ooh, that's loaded. (laughs) So we've got to be present where we are and present in what we're doing. That, That sounds simple. And to not let your circumstances overwhelm you. Oh, goodness. I know. It's a lot. (laughs) It is. I don't know (laughs) how easy this is going to be to put into practice, but this is not something that's made up. This is apparently evidence-based. It is, and more and more research is coming out about the effectiveness of mindfulness every day. Yeah, it's beneficial to our health. Um, People that practice mindfulness are happier in their work situations and their relationships. Definitely at at home. And this is a concept that not only adults can benefit from, children can as well. Right. Anyone can do it. That's the good thing about it. Um, Everybody can benefit and it's easy to learn. It's got to do with the body. It actually begins and ends in the body. Um, You have to really take time and pay attention to where you are and what's going on. And that starts with being aware with what's going on in our bodies. Truly, you kind of have to stop and and just take a minute to focus. And so many of our lives are rush here, rush there. I can't do this. I'm doing five things at one time. I'm also thinking about what's coming. You know, it's hard to just be in the moment. Yeah. And if I'm worried about six o'clock tonight and it's noon, I'm not in the moment. No. I'm no, somewhere you're else. missing the moment. I'm for missing sure. the moment because I'm somewhere else. So, of course, the title of this podcast is Bringing It Home. So, everything that we talk about, we like to relate it to home and family and how we can put this into practice every day. 
family is the most important thing to both of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know that about each other. Um, So what are some of the things that interrupt the mindfulness (laughs) that goes on in our homes? Um, How long do we have? How long do we have? Well, I can start because this is a simple answer. In my house, cell phones and social media. That is what takes over. I mean, we are on our cell phones before we know if our legs work in the morning. We know our cell phones (laughs) work before we know whether our legs work. And that's very sad. It is. That's the first thing we grab. Um, You know, I heard somebody say one time, the real test of a good relationship is which do you grab first, your partner in the morning or (laughs) your cell phone? And I'm sad to say that we grab our cell phones (laughs) first. You know... And and I, there's a lot of cell phone usage in my home, but me personally, I don't touch my phone in the morning. Like, it's my alarm clock, but after I turn that off, I just get up and go about my day. I used to, but I found that it overwhelmed me, and it made me run late, and then I also got it consumed by maybe the things I was reading instead of... So, do you not have fear of missing out? I mean, do you not no. wonder what happened while you were sleeping? I mean, you know, I'll check it when I get to work or whatever. Occasionally, I'll log in, but no. I don't turn the TV on. I don't check my phone, except to see what time it is. Maybe check the weather, but no. I just, you know, Josh, my husband, he usually does, and he'll let me know if I need to know something, but I've just found that my mornings go a lot better when I don't have that distraction of the phone or the TV or whatever. Wow. I mean, that is great. And we need to start practicing that more. Um, The television is another thing in a lot of homes that, you know, that that take up a lot of the mindfulness that could go on. Um, I read something one time that said televisions are more interesting than people because if they weren't, we'd have people standing in our corners (laughs) instead of televisions. So I I don't know how true that is, but how does the TV and video games and all that kind of play into your home? Oh, well, there's a TV in every bedroom. We've got four TVs in our house and two gaming systems. So I think that probably takes precedence a lot more. But we do have a rule when we are all home and we sit down at the table to eat, the TV goes off and we have a no phone zone, parents included. So, you know, if you try to call us and we don't answer, we're, we're focused on each other during that time. Does that always happen? No. Sometimes a couple are eating over here. This one's eating at the table because we've got to hurry to get to the next thing. But when, when the four of us are home together and, and we, you know what, we really enjoy it. We have a lot of fun. We play a little game at the table. Yeah. We focus on each other. I learn about what my kids have done that day. I learn about what my husband, the kind of day he's had. Yeah. We laugh a lot. So you find a way to kind of work around the whole TV and video game distraction. Yeah, for Um, sure. One thing a lot of the people struggle with um, is working at home. You know, people that are employed, you know, um, responsibilities don't necessarily stop. Work responsibilities don't stop when you get home because you're thinking about the program you have tomorrow, the work trip you have next week, what you have to do. So it's hard to turn that off sometimes. And unfortunately, with technology these days you are kind of feel like you're on call 24 7 you know um but you just have to set that parameter you have to set some boundaries so do you not work at home not much okay I just not much honestly okay not that I don't check in or do a little bit but no I try not to 
Yeah, because that is family time. And again, mm-hmm. mindfulness requires that you're in the moment with where you are. Right. Because if I'm at home and I'm focusing on work, I'm not present with my family. Right. So I have to be very, <laughs> um, you know, I have right. to be conscious of that as One, well. I would say my biggest distraction probably, um, I like to read a lot. So if I get into a good book... I might zone out and check out for a little while, which reading is a great thing. My kids love to read, but sometimes I need to just be present and put the book down. Is that, I know so reading is a good habit, but right. if you, too much of a good habit can be a detriment to your mindfulness. Yeah. Ooh, that was deep. <laughs> I think we just, we just reached a new level here on bringing it home today. And I think all this stuff we're talking about, there's a place for it. You just don't need to be consumed by it. That's true. So we need to work on eliminating some of these distractions. And, you know, you mentioned that the the dinner table is a tech-free zone. Yes. And, you know, some people practice tech-free days. You know, I've often wanted to do this, but we never have. Tech-free Tuesday or tech-free Thursday where we get home and we don't turn the TV on. We don't use the cell phones. Uh, we talk to each other. Imagine that. Shocking. We have a conversation <laughs> or we do read right. or, you know, do some uh, needed things around the house or just see how much more productive and connected that we can oh, be yeah, if you, we don't have the technology. We waste a lot of time. We waste a whole lot of time on technology and just doing activities as a family that just helps to, you know, eliminate the distractions. Teaching kids to observe quiet time, you know, they can learn mindfulness on an age appropriate level. Most definitely. You know, they need to do that. And, you know, going back to technology, one of the things I think that has really damaged my mindfulness is taking pictures by our cell phone being a camera. I am working so hard to get the best shots of what's going on. And the best memories that I have are of things that I don't even have a picture of. Exactly. Um, a great example, if you don't mind me sharing, um, yeah. my daughter, was in a play at their school before Christmas and she had a little solo Mm -hmm. and everybody was like, did you give it a video? Take me to the video. And I said, I didn't take one. I just listened and watched. Yeah. Like I didn't want to be so consumed that I missed the moment. Exactly. We miss a lot of moments trying to capture the moment. Right. And we miss it. Don't forget that that's important just to live in the moment. That's true. And so you already mentioned mealtime, you know, no cell phones, iPads and all of that going on at your house in mealtime. And it's important that mindfulness happens at mealtime because that's kind of connected our health. Most definitely. Um, Sometimes we do emotional eating. Well, I'm not going to say we, I (laughs) sometimes. I'm raising my hand. Y'all just can't see it. (laughs) Or I get bored. I'm like, right. "Hmm, I'm hungry. Right. You know, (laughs) so if we're being mindful, I'm present in the moment. Um, That helps me to realize, okay, I'm eating just because it's here. I'm eating just because I'm upset about what just happened or what was just said to me. So that gives me a moment to kind of make better decisions about what I eat and when I eat. Definitely. Sometimes if we try to fill a void with food and then you look down and you've eaten a whole bag of popcorn and the movie hadn't even started yet or... Or tub of ice cream uh, and the new Pick your poison, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, you know, just stop and realize that that is not, that's not helpful. But we all do it from time to time we so. do 
So taking the time to slow down and eat lets you engage your senses, you know, smell your food, taste your food, yes. really be aware of it. Um, yes, and it helps us to realize we're full before we overeat. Right. Because we get to go in and not paying attention. And then you're miserable. We are. <laughs> so. We are. And I really like what you said about having games that you play at mealtime with your family. Yes. And the first time you decide to do this and say, okay, we're putting away the cell phones, there's going to be some pushback. Because that's different. That That's different. Yes. And you've, if you've always allowed that, mm-hmm. then especially with you know your teenagers and possibly even your spouse or yeah. the other oh, adults yeah. at your table. You're going to get some looks. Yes. You're going to get some looks. So, you know, conversation cards. That may be a suggestion. You know, it's like, okay, we're staring at each other. What are we going to talk about while we're eating? Let's have some cards to get us started. Or I like, you know, uh, what you do. What is everybody has to tell yes. something at your... At our table, we have a tell your favorite part of the day so we go around the table and everybody has to say their favorite part of the day because that is an open-ended question and then that helps me know what my children did that day and even what my husband did that day like how did your day go and then I can ask them questions about oh okay so you made a great grade in math tell me what y'all are doing or tell me a little bit more about the game that y'all played that you enjoyed so much or you know, that way we can learn how each other's spending their day. And that's where I make the mistake, you know, having a teenage son, I'll say, did you have a good day at school today? Yes, ma'am. Did you have a good day at work? Yes, ma'am. Right. <laughs> that's like, all I, I don't want to talk so about it. <laughs> I need to be more open-ended and maybe have some of those conversation cards laid out. Definitely. It's fun. And just doing something different. You know, we can sometimes do a picnic on a blanket or, you know, especially with small kids, they'll enjoy oh, doing definitely. something like that. Or when the weather gets nice, maybe grill out for yeah. your dinner, something of that Sometimes nature. we had light candles. At the table, just for fun. The kids yeah. love that. Just something different. Yeah, theme dinners, whatever, just to keep everybody entertained and yeah. engaged. But the number one thing we can do to stay mindful is just to breathe. I mean, sometimes we just need to stop. You can take a full minute of just breathing. That helps to release some stress, bring you back to center, and just helps you refocus your energy. I agree. Even my daughter in kindergarten, she came home. And she said that she learned about belly breathing. Yeah. And I was like, tell me about this. And it was a video that they did in class that helped them learn how when they get angry or sad, they can do some deep breaths and it will calm them down. So we need to continue to practice those skills at home. That's right. I would love to, um, before we wrap up, yeah. reference um, someone that if you're more interested to learn more about uh, mindfulness, Dan Harris, who is on Good Morning America and is a, uh, popular news face on um, ABC. He um, is really into mindfulness. He actually had a panic attack on Good Morning America one day and has like just dived into um, mindfulness. He's got some great videos online that explain it well. I think he's even got a book out about it. So if mindfulness kind of intrigues you, I encourage you to just go to YouTube or whatever source and look up Dan Harris Mindfulness and you will find some great resources there. Wow, I think that's amazing that he's sharing that because that's very revealing. Yes. And I think that, you know, mindfulness is something we all need to practice and make that one of our goals for 2019 to get better at that. So until next time on Bringing It Home, we want to remind you of the advice that Bob Marley left us with. And that advice is to live the life you love. And love the life you live. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.